Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Ephesians chapter number one, if you're able to, would you please stand uh, for the reading of God's word? And uh, tonight's going to be a little bit more of a different message than that I normally preach. I normally go through each verse of, of the passage of scripture, more of an expository uh, type preaching, but tonight going to be kind of more topical. And we're going to kind of skip around to different passages of scripture uh, that support the points of the message tonight. But I want us to, to base it out of Ephesians chapter number one uh, here this evening. We're going to start looking at verse number 15. This is a prayer that, that uh, Paul has for the church at Ephesus. And he says this starting in verse number 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things. This is what I really want to focus on here and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. I want to preach on the subject tonight. We know Christ is greater than fill in the blank. We know that Christ is greater than fill in the blank. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we love you. Once again, we're so thankful to be in your house tonight. I pray that you would be uh, with, with this message. God, we pray that we would glean from it. Lord, I know those that have come tonight want to hear from your word want to grow in your word. And so God, we ask that, that uh, you would be glorified and you would be honored tonight through the message of your word. God, we love you. We're so thankful for you. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. You see, if all that, that goes with the coronavirus, everything that you can think of that goes with it, um, it seems as if it's a curse. You might, you might think that it's a, and, and I'm there with you, okay? I, I hear you. And, and from those who we have personally lost from it here at this church or maybe within our family, uh, to the agenda that is being pushed in our country because of it, um, it's been awful, right? I, mean, I think we can all agree to that. But understand, we need to be encouraged today that we worship a God who is greater than all. We worship a God who who has promised that this virus and that everything that comes with it is underneath the complete control of Jesus Christ. We found that in verse number 22. He says that all things are under his foot, right? He is in control of everything. And also that those things that come with with the things that we're faced with today, they will be and they must be 
for the good of his church. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, for we know that all things work together for good to them who are called, uh, to them that love God, to them who are called uh, uh, um, according to his purpose, right? We know that all things work together. There's no exclusions in that statement. When he says all things, it means everything that we go through. They're all meant for our good, for the good of his church and the good of his kingdom. Listen, throughout history, the equation God greater than fill in the blank has never been proven wrong. Amen? The equation God greater than, you go ahead and fill in the blank, has never been proven wrong. I think of Joseph in the Old Testament. Now there's no way that Joseph could have known the blessings that were going to come in his life after his brother sold him into slavery. There's no way he was thinking, that. oh, I got blessings coming now. I've just been sold into slavery. Or he, I'm sure he didn't think that blessings were on, on the horizon when he was spending endless nights in an Egyptian prison. Right? But God had a greater plan. God was greater than his situation that he was faced with. I think of Joseph <coughs> in the New Testament. There's no way Joseph could have imagined. I'm sure he was thinking, God, I, I, I'm about to, my wife here is about to bear the Son of God. That, that's a miraculous thing in and of itself. But God, now you want us to travel 90 miles to Bethlehem when she's nine months pregnant on foot? God, how, why now? Why is, this, why is this happening? This is a huge obstacle. Ladies, you remember when you were nine months pregnant, right? Uh, you remember the, how you feel when you're nine months pregnant and they got to travel 90 miles on foot? I mean, what's, what's going on here? But God had a greater plan that was worked out. He had a prophecy that needed to be fulfilled. Amen? The Son of God would be born in the city of David. I think of Peter and John and Mary Magdalene. They only saw tragedy, I'm sure, when Judas sold Jesus into, or when he betrayed him. When Judas betrayed Jesus. I'm sure they only saw tragedy when they saw Pilate wash his hands and say, I'm innocent of, of Jesus' blood. You go ahead and crucify him. I'm sure they only saw tragedy when they began to nail those nails into G the Roman soldiers, the nails into his hands and into his feet. They only saw tragedy, but God, but God was working out the greatest plan that he ever had for human history. And that is our salvation. God has always been greater than fill in the blank. So what might we be going through today? What might God be doing among us, His church, today? How could Christ be using every infection? How could Christ be using every fear or every detour in our lives for His plans and His purposes? I don't have the answer of what His plan is and what His purpose is, and none of us have that answer, but we do know, according to God's Word, that He, that Christ, is greater than fill in the blank. How do we know that? Well, the Bible gives us proof of that. And I want to give us four different reasons of how we know that Christ is greater than what we face. Number one, 
we see it through the hope that we have in Jesus. We know that Christ is greater than anything that we go through because of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. He, we look at verse number 18 here in, in our passage. The Bible says this, the eyes of your understanding, this is his prayer, being enlightened. He says, God, I want you, I want God to open your eyes. For what? That ye may know what is the hope of his calling. He said, we, we find here that Paul, is his prayer and his reminder is that God would open up their eyes to the hope that they have in Jesus Christ. Amen? He, he, he's in, in, thank you, Brother Jason. He's encouraging them to open up their eyes. God, please open up their eyes to the hope that they have in you. We see that, we see that later on, or, or I'm sorry, in 1 Timothy, Paul tells Timothy to challenge the church of Ephesus, the same church that, that Paul's praying for. And he says in, in chapter 6, verse number 17, he says, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, listen, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Amen? So he's encouraging them. He's challenging them. Listen, church, the church in Ephesus, Ephesus was a wealthy city. Many people had money. They had money. But, but, what, but what he's trying, what Paul is trying to encourage Timothy to challenge this church is, hey, don't put your trust or your hope in your money for security because your money can, can disappear. He says, but put it in the loving God, in the living God, amen? He's loving too. But listen, in the living God, he says, place your hope in that. Listen, we as Christians in 2021 can be blinded of this hope that we have. And we need the same prayer today that God, would you open our eyes? Would you enlighten us to the hope that we have in you. Because we can be blinded of this hope that we have in Jesus when our eyes are on the circumstances around us. We look at this virus and we think, oh, our only hope is in another vaccine. <laughs> right? Oh, our only hope is in science. Our only hope is in medicine. We look, at, we, we look at what's going on in our country and we get discouraged because a lot of us have put our hope in the government, right? And it's just not panning out right now. And so we're discouraged because our hope is in them. We look at our financial situations and the money isn't coming in like it used to. Or we got to put more money out in order to live and we're discouraged tonight because our hope is in the dollar. Listen, church, we must keep our hope in Christ. Why? Because He never moves. He never falters. He's always the same. He's constant. And we are to humbly hope in God. Listen, why? Because He is the God that is with us during this virus and all that comes with it. The God who is for us despite of our fears and failures. The God who is in us, working through His Spirit to comfort us and to replace our worries with worship. That's who He is. And so we must place our hope in Him. Listen, if Jesus gave us what we deserved, 
if Jesus, let me put it this way. If Jesus gave me what I deserve, I would die instantly and never see his face. Because the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God. But I'm thankful, and I, I know you're thankful tonight, that God was merciful to us. And that he sent his son to die for us. And because thankful that in his mercy, listen, he gave us another breath and, and the blessing of eternal life with him. And today, I ask you and I challenge you to place your hope in Jesus Christ. Because we know that he's greater because of the hope that we have in him. We know that according to scripture. It proves the hope that we have in Jesus proves that Christ is greater than you go ahead and fill in the blank. Not only that, but number two, we know that Christ is greater than fill in the blank because through the selfless love of Jesus. We, we find here in this passage of scripture in verse number 15, he says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. We find here that they experienced the love of God, right? They had the love. They put their faith in what Christ did for them. And because of that, they were sharing the love of Jesus with others, right? And so we see that we, have, we don't have to worry and that Christ is greater than fill in the blank through the selfless love selfless love of Jesus. Here we see Jesus in, in Matthew chapter number eight, verses two through three. I'll read it. It says, and behold, there came a leper and worshiped him saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Here we see Jesus in love, physically reach out and touch a diseased man in a culture that, that stayed a lot further than six feet away from a leper. Jesus, he broke the rules, right? And he stuck his hand out in love and he touched and he healed this hopeless, helpless leper. See, we're living in a world today that if someone coughs within 10 feet of us, we have to run, wash our hands and spray down with Lysol. Instead of us showing the love of Jesus, we turn a cold shoulder to those who might have a sickness or might have a call. You see, you know Jesus could have kept his distance from mankind if he wanted to. He didn't have to come to this earth. Jesus could have kept his distance from mankind if he, if he wanted to. He could have isolated himself in heaven from the pandemic of sin but he didn't. He walked among us. He ate with the publicans and he ate with the sinners and he gave his life to heal us. Listen, Jesus wasn't taking a chance when he came to this earth. He knew exactly what he was getting himself into, right? He knew exactly what he was going to do. He knew exactly he was, that he was going to go to the cross, that he was going to suffer the worst possible death that you could think of. He knew that he was going to take upon the sin of the world upon his shoulders. Listen, Jesus wasn't taking a chance, but in his sinless and his selfless love, he chose the path of his crucifixion so our spiritual sickness wouldn't end in eternal death, but in life with God. Amen. And we know that through the love, the selfless love of Jesus, he is greater than our sin. Amen. 
That's the, that's the biggest thing that we all face is sin. That's the biggest thing we face and the penalty of our sin. But Jesus overcame it. Jesus it made a way for us to overcome our sin and, and to be forgiven of our sin by coming in His love. Listen, if we want to be healed from our sickness of sin, like the leper, we must realize our inability to cure ourselves and ask for Christ's saving help. Amen? But see, listen, His power over our spiritual sickness and His selfless love is just one more proof that Jesus is greater than all. One more proof that Jesus is greater than all. Number three, I want us to see, we know that Christ is greater than all through the enduring Word of God. We know that He is greater than all through the enduring Word of God. You know there's never been a book attacked more than what you hold tonight? Never in the history. There's never been a book that has been tried to to be destroyed other than the Word of God. But in 2021, we still hold a copy. It's an enduring Word. And we know that Christ is greater than all through His enduring Word. The Bible says this in Isaiah chapter number 40. It says, The voice said, Cry. And He said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth. Because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it, Surely the people is grass, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Listen, Isaiah is reminding the Israelites that everything on earth, including your body, is temporal. Everything on earth, including your body, is temporal. And one of the dangers of living in 2021 America is feeling invincible. Right? A, a lot of, we, we feel invincible. It's easy for us to forget that everything on earth is temporal in a country of Wi Fi. <laughs> right? In a, in a country with fancy hospitals and an abundance of wealth. You see, before th- this virus, really, we were tempted to think that Isaiah might have been exaggerating here. But over the last year, many have many things in our life have changed our minds. We now know that sports can be canceled. We never thought that, right? We now know that we now know that that um, international travel can be stopped. We now know that churches can be told to stop opening their doors for safety reasons, some that are still being told they can't meet. Listen, we now know that, that, that freedoms can be taken away. We, know now, we now know that the magical doors of Disney can be closed. All things are temporal. All things are temporal except God's Word because it endureth forever. And we know that God is greater than all because The proof is found in His enduring Word. Listen, while we have seen that everything earthly is temporal, we have joy in the fact that God's Word endures forever. You know, no one can close 
the promises of God? No one can cancel the promises of God. You know, God is never quarantined. He's always present. Listen, we will never get an email. We'll never read a headline where God is apologizing for his plans being changed. His plans never change. Even though our plans do. God, we understand this word endures forever. This virus and and all that comes with it has taught us how temporary everything on earth is and how wonderful it is to hold a copy of the enduring word. Because when all else fails, this never will. When all else fails, this never will. The word of God endures forever. So as you read God's precious word, know that nothing can stop Jesus' promises that are found in it. That all things work together for good for those who know God. Listen, for them who love God, those who are called according to his purpose, all things work together for good. No one can cancel that promise. No matter how hard you try, you can't. Because all things work together for good. As we read God's word, listen, let us appreciate the comfort and the encouragement that we find in his word. You know, we've had some difficult times, haven't we? We're coming up on, our, on the three-year anniversary of the hurricane that we had hit. We've had some difficult times. The virus, everything that goes with it. There's been tough times in our life, but one thing that has gotten, I know in my life that has gotten me through those times is this. This living, enduring word. That when I need encouragement, I can go to it. That when I need help, I can go to it. When I need hope, I can go to it and receive that. Why? Because it's a living book. It's an enduring word that God has preserved from generation to generation to generation. Listen, through the enduring word of God, we see that Jesus is greater than what you face. Through the word of God, we see that Jesus is greater than you go ahead and fill in whatever you want to fill in. And then lastly, I want us to see number four. We know that Christ is greater than than all through the fearless life of a believer. Through the fearless life of a believer. Look at verse number 19. Paul's reminding them once again, and he's he's sharing this, this prayer. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? Amen? His exceeding power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. You must know today and take fact in in the truth of this enduring word that God gives us. That the Bible tells us that we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Those who believe, we have the power that raised Jesus from the dead what the Bible tells us. Available to us. And with that power, we can live a fearless life. With that power that we have, that God has given us, and the promises that God has given us in His throughout His Word, we as a believer can live a fearless life. Do we always live a fearless life? No, I fear. 
There's times when I fear. Why? Because I don't rely on him like I should. But we have that power available to us to live a fearless life. In the book of Psalms, chapter number 46, we, we find the sons of Korah. They, they begin to pen these words and they say this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed. Listen, the sons of Korah rejoiced and they rested in the fact that God was their safe place. And that, that they didn't have to fear anything in their lives because they knew God was in control even if it felt like the world was being torn out from underneath them, even if it felt like the earth was moving or be removed, they could still trust in him. They could still live a fearless life because he was their safe place. Listen, why shouldn't we fear today? Because God is still an ever-present help in time of need. God is ever-present in the life of a believer in time of trouble. Listen, he is forever at our side, always present as we deal with the uncertainties of tomorrow. There's not one person in here today that can say what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know. Everything is uncertain. We don't know what what's what's on the morrow. We don't know what is ahead of us. Listen, could we get sick? Sure. We've had people within our church get the virus. We've had some that have lost their lives from the virus. They haven't made it. Listen, we could get sick. We, we, we could experience that. Listen, could this weird new world continue to drag out? Yes, it probably will. Could life be different when the virus is finally gone? It could and it probably will. Could we lose more of our earthly freedoms that we have in America? We could. And all of that, if all of that makes us afraid, we must remember God. The God, listen, who is better than a cure for the coronavirus. A God who is better than a restriction-free world. A God who is better than a stimulus check from the government. Listen, a God who will still be with us even if there is persecution going on in our life. And as hard as it might be, we must strive to remember God and that by His very nature is better than anything that this life can offer us. And we can live a fearless life because we have a God who has the power that, makes, who has the power that is available to us to live that type of life. Listen, even in the worst case scenario, God will still be with you in the worst case scenario. We have people that say a lot of times, oh, I can't wait to get to heaven because I'm going to see my, my family members that, that gone on that have, that have died before me. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a mansion. I, I've never had a mansion. I'm going to get a mansion. I can't wait to get to heaven because I'm, I'm going to walk on on streets of gold. I mean, my street that I live on has these huge potholes. Every street in Panama City, right? Oh, I can't wait to get to heaven because I'm going to see these walls of jasper and these gates of pearl. And those are all wonderful things. And they are going to be there. And yes, we cannot wait. 
for those things. But listen, heaven is heaven because God is there. Heaven is heaven because we'll see Jesus, our Savior, face to face there. But you know what? Thankfully, being with God doesn't have to wait. Amen? Being with God does not have to wait. His pres- he is present even now in the life of a believer. Therefore, we don't have to fear a virus. Therefore, we don't have to fear a government. Therefore, we don't have to fear that big challenge that we're faced with in our life today. See, the fearless life of the believer who puts their complete trust in God, that Christ, it, it, it's proof that Christ is greater than fill in the blank. But we have to place our trust in Him. We have to rely on Him. Listen, in every difficult situation, found in the Word of God, God always proved Himself to be greater. Moses was standing there at the Red Sea, and I'm sure the people, well, we know the people, were saying, hey, let's just go back to Egypt. It was much better there. We're trapped. We have nowhere to go. But God proved Himself greater. Those three Hebrew boys, as they were being tossed into uh, um, a human furnace. As they were being tossed into that, 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 that um, fire pit, and I can't think of the right word that the Bible uses, but as they were being tossed into that, I'm sure there were people thinking, oh no, we're never going to see them again. They were my friends. I can't believe this is happening to them. They said they served the one true God. How is this happening? But what happened? There was a fourth one in there. God proved Himself greater. Again, I think of Joseph, and as he goes through all of that turmoil in his life, sold into slavery by his own brothers, lied to his father about his death, lied to by Potiphar's wife, thrown into an Egyptian prison, forgotten by by one of the prisoners that was with him when he was released, I'm sure as he was going through all of that, he thought, how, what is God's plan in all of this? But God proved himself greater once again. And listen, today in the midst of this virus, in the midst of what we see in our country, in our world, in the midst of our personal circumstances, as believers, we can be confident that Jesus has authority over the world. That he has won the victory, amen? And that he's in control. And therefore, because of those things, we should not fear. Not even death. Because there is proof that Jesus is greater than all. Listen, Christ is proof that he is greater than all that we can face in our lives. He is greater than our worries. He is greater than our fears. And we see that throughout God's Word. There is proof found all throughout it, all throughout Scripture, that He is greater than whatever you want to put in that blank tonight. Take take, uh, assurance in that fact today. Take comfort. Be encouraged by that today. 
as we go through what we go through here on this life. But we know that we're just passing through. This is not our home. And that one day it'll be even greater. But while we're here on this earth, know that he is greater than anything that you face. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.